0: Today's scripture is from Matthew eighteen ten through 14. Take care that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you, in heaven their angels continually see the face of my Father in heaven. For the Son of Man came to save the lost. What do you think? If a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he rejoices over it more than over the 99 that never went astray. So it is not the will of your Father in heaven that one of these little ones should be lost.
1: When I was a kid, I was about, uh, I think, first grade. Yeah, I was first grade, uh, just after kindergarten. I, I lived in a town called uh, Waverly, uh, which was really small. When I was uh, young, now they have like, a, you know, a McDonald's and all kinds of stuff there, you know, and just as soon as I leave, they populate the place. But um, when I was a kid, the, we lived uh, on kind of one side of the town and on the other side was the grade school. And we were kind of learning how to uh, walk all the way to the school. And it was far enough away, so it was kind of the first time that I ever, you know, ventured out and, and took a trail and, and, and kind of walked and, you know, learned uh, directions and stuff. I'm still awful at directions. That, <laughs> I have a GPS in my car just to get home. I, I really am terrible at directions. And as a matter of fact, I'm not even sure where my car is right now. So, um, but we were at school and me and some friends were walking back and some of us lived kind of in the same neighborhood. And we were walking back, and there were a bunch of kids and stuff, and in the, just about a block away,
0: I see this kid, curly, white hair, and it's just all like sticking out,
1: you know? And he's sitting there, or it's not sitting there, he's standing there like this, and he's just looking at you like that, you know? We were horrified, you know? I mean, yeah, he was about two feet tall, same as the age as us, but... For us this you know was scary and so we're kind of going slowly toward him because it's the only way that we know to go and then we get within about a distance of him about here and he just goes Rah! and just starts screaming and running after us so we just all Bleh! You know, just take off running. And I'm running as fast as I can. First time I've ever seen a bully. First time I've ever wondered if I could run faster than my friends. And we just all scattered and we just all ran away and all this kind of stuff. And the next thing I know, I'm in a neighborhood that I didn't know. I didn't even know existed. And my friends, I mean, we all went different ways. I have no idea if they're still alive. And so... (laughs) But I know that I'm in this place where houses look different, everything is, is different, and I've realized I don't know how to get back, because I ran in such fear that I, I have no idea where I'm at! And so I'm looking around, and you know, you start to get that quiver lip, you know, just I think I'm lost, I'm going to have to live here, you know, and just, I wonder if these neighbors have food, you know? And, uh, I hope he doesn't, that guy doesn't live in there, but uh, it was a very scary time. One, and, and I mean, I'm old now, uh, not old as Brian, but I'm old. And you still remember it because of that fear, that trigger of being lost it was a huge, huge trauma in my life. And I remember just t- continually trying to uh, backtrack and remember where I was and, and all of this kind of stuff. And then finally, I saw uh, one of my friends, uh, the one that didn't get eaten by the guy. So he's <laughs> over there. And together, we were able to kind of work our way back and, and find out where, where we lived and find our way home. I wonder if that's... If that's kind of like the sheep that Jesus is talking about in this passage when he said, you know, that a shepherd will uh, leave 99 to go look for that lost one. And if you've ever had a pet or anything like that, I mean, we we have a dog uh, named Murray who's a very uh, smart dog. But there have been times when uh, the door will be open and he will be out of excitement. He will run and we worry that he'll get far enough that he won't remember how to get back because he's focused on the, the excitement. For me, I was focused on the fear and getting away from something. For sheep and for uh, dogs and stuff, I think sometimes they're focused on the excitement of, I've never been here, I've never been here, and then before they know it, oh, I've I got to get back, and I, I don't know how to do that. You know, sometimes, sometimes we do that in our lives. So, sometimes for some reason, one, or, one way or another, we tend to go off the beaten path a little bit. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, a bad sense of directions. You know, I, I think I've told this story once. So I was a, a, a kind of, my, my son was in Boy Scouts and we had a, a Boy Scout camp that we were going to go to in Kansas City. Um, and through lack of direction, directions, I ended up in Iowa. Uh, I don't know how, but fa- managed to get home. There are times when we turn the wrong way. And it leads us down some some places. And sometimes we go far enough that we cannot find our way back. Sometimes we do this out of mixed direction. Sometimes we do this out of fear. Something triggers us and we we, we flee. Sometimes it's because it looks more exciting where we're going. And sometimes we do it just just to thumb our nose at where we've been. Uh, there were times when I was in my teens that I wanted to just leave, not out of fear of where I was, but just a way of saying, you know, take that society and all that kind of stuff. There was a time that the, uh, the carnival came to, to Waverly. It was a very small carnival. I wanted to join the, car- the carnival. And I remember actually having this conversation, this argument. Oh, sure, laugh at it. I had this... <laughs> argument with my mother about me wanting to join the carnival. And of course, she is at the position where she's going, you're an idiot, you know. But I was, to me, it was getting out of town. It was, it was moving on. It was rebelling against everything that was, that was around me. I, I didn't want to go to school anymore. I, I, I didn't want to be uh, told what to do anymore. I just wanted to go
0: and, and watch people try to throw a ball in a bucket. That's a career. But there are times when you, you do take off, and it's hard to find your way back.
1: Last week I had a very, it's, it's funny that this, this came up, because last week I had a conversation
0: with somebody that had not been to church for a long time. And she said, I just need you to answer me something. When do you go too far? When, when do you flee far enough to where God no longer looks for you? Because
1: I've heard some things. She, she had, um, uh, in her, I think, teen years, she had been part of uh, kind of an evangelical um, big, big church and, and, and telling people that, you know, it's all about your faith and believing and everything like that. And a little bit of the fire and brimstone that if you turn your back on
0: God, God will turn you you know the back on you and, and she was really scared
1: really concerned that she had gone far enough and been away far enough that um, she, she couldn't come back and she thought that there was a magic kind of thing
0: what, what do I need to do to um, have God love me again and you know Gosh, when she said that, my, my heart just sank. Because it was, it was not just a reminder, but it was a verification about how many people have felt like God no longer looks for them. We hear these
1: stories about the lost sheep, and we hear this kind of stuff. But we also hear stuff about, you know, if you deny me, I will deny you, and all of this kind of stuff. We take passages out of context to use against people. We've, as Christians, for so many years, we have gone so much about just wanting to win the argument. We have used
0: the words of Christ to weaponize we think that we can scare people
1: straight. We think that we can tell them, you know, the, the story of heaven and hell, and that
0: if you go too far, or if you do this too much, you, you can't turn back. Think about that sheep and the shepherd. And this story that Jesus tells about a shepherd in a field and he's watching over what he thinks is a hundred sheep. It's his job. It's his livelihood. He sits there and he watches them. And he notices that one is gone. The way that
1: we have often chose to win that argument means that we would have to change that story and stop it right there and say, the shepherd
0: was disappointed, but stayed with the 99. The shepherd thought, "Eh, I still have have my faithful flock. Sorry to see you go.
1: And even in the first century, that's where they would have expected the story to turn. I mean, it's funny, we talk about the first century, of that how odd it was that people thought that they were, you know, if they, if they did something wrong, they would anger God and forever be chastised. And here we are 2,000 years later, and we're telling people, if you anger God, you're going to be chastised. But we, we don't change the story. We read it as it is. And as it is, when Jesus is telling this story...
0: He makes a point to say the shepherd misses that one sheep that got away.
1: So much so that he leaves the 99 and he goes and searches diligently for this one that is missing.
0: That it becomes his quest. It becomes his obsession to find that one. Not to punish it. Not to chastise it, not to make a sweater out of it, but just to to bring it home. In, In that one message, we learn so much importance of what, not only what
1: Christ is in our lives, but what we are as Christians. Jesus never gives a reason of why that sheep
0: went off. Could have been fear, could have been a bully sheep, white hair, could have been just excited
1: like the dog, you know, seeing things and then turns around and not knowing
0: where it was. Could have been strict rebellion, to heck with you, and took off. Jesus doesn't tell us what that is. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to Jesus. What matters to Jesus is that someone's missing. And like the shepherd, he searches continuously, diligently, for the one that got away. So many people in our society right now, they're not hearing that story.
1: They're not hearing the story that the door is always open. We keep making our door conditional. We keep telling people that, you know, you you have to jump through these hoops and all of this kind of stuff. When
0: we hear this story about a lost sheep, one that is so important, the shepherd that he does everything that he can to find it. Do you want to know what I, I told the person last week of what they needed to do? I don't know if this is theologically biblical. I didn't know if there was a plan. I just said, be you. Just be you because that's who God loves. And that's who God wants home. I don't know why that's such a radical thing today. I don't know why we I don't know why we have to preach that so much. It's not a scary thing. It's not a it's not a <laughs> Conditional thing. That's what's so amazing about Christ. It says, I'm here to seek the lost. I'm here to gather them and bring them home. May we do the same. May we love each other the way that Christ loves us. May we
1: see each other as either here or lost.
0: And may we make sure that we welcome them, everyone, as they are, and love them the way that Christ loves us.
1: May we be, the, in some ways, the shepherds. And, and if we're the sheep, may we know that we can come home. That there's not a loop, there's not a a hoop to jump through. There's not a form
0: to fill out. There's not a blood test. There's not a, a having to defend yourself. Just know you're loved. For you. And welcome home. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, help us to be among the sheep, to, to be among the community, to welcome
1: everyone, to help those that feel like they're on the outside or to help those that feel like they've ran too far or to help those that are rebelling.
0: Help us just welcome them. Help us be Christ-like. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.